successful people understand that they are always impacting and influencing others either positively or negatively. Welcome to Impactful with me, Andrew Palmer, and my co-host, Julia Felton, the podcast where we share strategies and tactics to help you become the leader you've always wanted to be so you can make a real difference in the world. Well, Andrew, welcome back. It's a torrid time we're living in right now, and I just thought perhaps one of the, the topics that might be really interesting for our listeners to explore today is the topic of agility, because I think, I don't know about you, but what I'm really finding is that nothing is the same, is it, as it was before. And I was uh, running an event actually last weekend. One of the clients had booked in, and then all of a sudden they went on holiday to Malta. And of course, Malta went into a lockdown while she was on holiday. So her plans for the future had to get changed because she couldn't come to the event because she had to self-isolate. So I think there's a massive challenge for everyone out there now in that we've always talked for a long time that we're living in a VUCA world, you know, that's very volatile and uncertain. But now there's a need for us to be really flexible because we really can't almost plan for the future because we don't really know what's going to be happening, do we? Who knows when the government's going to put us in a lockdown in your local environment or, you know, like this poor lady had gone on holiday and then just couldn't get back from it. So I'm just kind of curious, uh, are you seeing that same thing among your clients and for your own experience as well? Yes, I am seeing that. And it's 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 all too rigid for people now. They've been at home, they've been more flexible and now they're trying to, they're struggling to find out in themselves how to be how to transfer those skills into the workplace and i and i one client came to me and said i just really don't know how to get my team thinking about what they've been doing at home transferring all of those skills back into the workplace Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we're all struggling to come to terms with at the moment it is quite difficult because we've had rigid structures around that have been broken down with Mm. with lockdown and as you say We've now got to adapt and be flexible and be agile in case that all comes back again. We've got to learn from what we've been doing in the past. We've got to take the best of that and what we've been doing in lockdown. So when it happens again, we can have those policies and procedures just to say, this is what we're going to do. And I think there's some form of barrier there that's stopping people thinking about that. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting. It reminds me of when I when I left the corporate world, because when I've been in the corporate world, I'd had such a rigid structure every day, you know, getting on the train, going to work, da 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 da, coming home again. A bit like that hamster wheel, you know, you've been on it and on it on it. And when I stepped away from the corporate world, actually there was something so nice initially about not having any structure that if you saw it as a pendulum with structure at one end and no structure at the other end, I took the pendulum from living in an environment that was totally structured to one there where there was no structure at all. And I think the one thing that I, I've learned over the years of running my business is actually structure gives you freedom. And I think what you're exactly right, what people have been experiencing at home is kind of this no structure or a very, very fluid structure. But then we come back into the workplace and we're like, how do we meld, like you say, both of those together? Because structure gives us some degree of security and certainty in a way that we know what's going to be going on. And it's like having those, those structure, the systems and processes to, to know what to do that actually makes life easier. And it actually takes away some of the decisions that we have to make because we know what's going to happen. But it's, it is challenging from people because they've been in this situation where they just kind of do what they want to do when, they're, when they've maybe been working at home. So they've had this no structure and now they've got 
now they've got to come to this quasi-structure place. And I know from my own experience, I actually found that quite, quite difficult. And it's taken me a lot of discipline to instill structure into my day uh, in order to achieve that. Because what I do, what I, I've certainly experienced is when I don't have that structure, that's when I become really, really reactive to everything around me. And those emails come in and I just respond to them on the hoof uh, in the moment rather than having a proactive approach. And I think this is probably quite interesting when we talk about agility is that it's that dif- the difference between being reactive and proactive. When we look at the herd, of course, the herd does have to be reactive to all the danger that's around it. But also the herd is quite strategic. I mean, it's quite proactive in that it, it kind of has to plan where it's going to go to get food, to get water. And particularly the wild herds out, you know, in the American plains, they need to know different types of the year. They need to be in, in different areas of, of the wilderness, for want of a better term, because they need to know where they're going to get those sources of, of nutrition from for them. So I think there, there's an element where the herd is reactive, but actually I think at the core of it, they are quite proactive in order to keep themselves safe. So I think it's a question of how do we stay really proactive in a very fluid environment where things are changing and how do we not get drawn into just being reactive and responding to everything? Because your uh, pendulum metaphor was really great there and that reminded me of do you remember oh years ago in the 1980s <laughs> 1990s where people used to have on their desks those things oh, yeah. <laughs> with uh, with what are they i've still got really, one <laughs> i've forgotten what they're called i don't know what but they metronomes used to, or something yes yeah, so you used to you used to do the first ball and swing it and it would get faster mm. and slower and that is a fact what what's happened here we've gone into lockdown and the momentum of that that kind of pendulum swing mm has suddenly slowed down and mm-hmm. now we have to start mm-hmm. ratcheting it up again and you're you're right the way to do it is to is to be slowly slowly catch your monkey and i think that's what it has to be we have to get that first ball and start doing it, it, it pushing it gently to get that momentum going to get people back into the swing mm-hmm. into commuting again and i think it is not to be too reactive as you say because if you're too reactive you're going to it's going to go too fast and it's going to stop very abruptly mm-hmm. because we're just out of the habit of talking with each other, of collaborating with each other. We've done it on Zoom, but with Zoom, it's all been, and all the, or Teams or whatever it is that, that people have been working on, it's been all in your face and people have been getting used to it and not really, I don't think, been listening properly. We've got to get that right and to build up the strategy because otherwise everything's going to go out of the window. And we've been thinking about strategies in three years and five years time mm-hmm. actually 90 what, days it would be good right now we've got to we've got to still focus on what we need to achieve in that that five-year strategy mm. but we've got to build up the momentum and be agile enough to to react to the moment now mm-hmm. and to make sure that we can look forward to the next three months but making sure that we're not losing sight of when it starts to the momentum gets back into full swing and we can then build in the KPIs and the growth patterns that we want for the five-year plan. So I think that's important. And as you say, I liked your reference to getting us back to, to talk about the herd, people doing things on the hoof. But actually, really, the, the horses don't do anything on the hoof as mm-hmm. such, do they? No. They've got it. They have their strategy. They're, they can connect very easily. And I think it is about the way that we're going to connect to each other. Yeah. And, and that... 
I think it might be really interesting to bring into this piece of research that Accenture did on leadership imperatives for an agile business. Um, Because I thought this was really interesting. They talk about the three pillars here of what they called demystifying leadership, what we can learn from high performance leaders. But their three pillars were vision and strategy. So that's all about setting the direction where we want to go. You know, what's the vision? What's the purpose of the business? So that was their first their first pillar in the research. The second one was the relationship between the leaders and the followers. So how can we leverage each other's talents and abilities to get the right people in the right roles and motivate them? And then the third pillar was all about driving results. So creating the systems and structures so the strategies can actually be implemented. And when we look at the horse herd, you know, they have do have a vision and a strategy. Like I said, it's a very simple one. Um, you and I were talking before about the simplicity of, of the way that the herd live. You know, their vision and strategy is quite simple, is, is obviously to stay alive and, and procreate and look after themselves. Um, but they are also masters about building those relationships between each other and everyone understanding their role in the herd and how they contribute and what value they bring. And then in terms of driving results, because everyone knows what their roles and responsibilities are, they kind of implicitly have these systems and structures. They've got this shared leadership model going on that we've talked about on on other podcasts where leadership is shared. So everyone's working together to to get the results that we want. And, And that's what enables them to be very agile because everyone knows what everyone else is doing in the moment and they're all pulling in the same direction. And of course, our challenge right now in in the workplace is that people aren't all pulling in the same direction. One really interesting anomaly is that in all the employee engagement work that I've been doing recently, what we've been finding is that COVID has actually created what we've called an engagement paradox because actually it's given a whole workplace a shared purpose, but not really a sustainable one. So now that we're seeing that as we're coming out of lockdown, we're not all now on the same page. So we had this kind of temporary blip where COVID got everyone focused in the same direction, but now we're all coming back to work and everyone's got very different agendas about how they want to come back to work and everyone's level of uh, flexibility and agility to respond to what's going on is very, very different. So I think the challenge for us right now is how do we get that shared consensus going on in the workplace that pulls everyone back and gets us all working and pulling in the same direction. There's a lot that you've you've spoken about there which I think will resonate with anybody listening to this Mm. because one of those areas that you you spoke about in the Accenture paper was about talents and skills Mm. and that is something that there's a lot of worry about out there because we are all talented and we all do have skills but now businesses are having to look very very carefully about who they need to keep mm-hmm. what do they bring into the party and ha- can they be agile and can they be flexible and I think those are in the workplace that haven't been able to show that it's a wake-up call mm-hmm. and what anybody that's putting their vision and strategy together in that first thing that you mentioned at the first three points is going to look at what is needed to get the company or the business going at full pelt again. That is something that is going to be of immense interest to uh, to the workforce, and they're going. There's going to be some worry, but it's for the leaders that 
to be to look at their communication and know and we've spoken about this we've spoken about the contracting we've spoken mm. about courageous conversations these are all now that we've spoken about in the past are all going to come to the fore in the way that we have to we have to look at this it's that level of flexibility and the way that the companies have to now look at being agile in the way that they their departments their communications the way that their teams that are coming back are going to be able to be flexible enough now to quickly pull themselves around to what it kind of used to be like but put a new slant on mm-hmm. how they're going to work together in this new way so if that lockdown comes again as we've said a few minutes ago it it can be done mm. properly and this you've, you've hit the nail as you always do Julia on the head about employee engagement that and internal comms that is something that this is going to be so important along the road here the journey that we're now going through because if you get that wrong that the what those people that i've just spoken about that are worried about do they have the right skills that is all going to be really really important and you talk about the shared experience what we should be doing now is looking at those experiences that everybody has had pulling them all together looking at how we can dissect them and analyze them and bring out the what's missing in in the communications and mm-hmm. in that engagement policy that or program that needs now to be put together so i think there's an awful lot there and, you, and it's quite interesting i love the way with all of these podcasts that we can use the horses so well to demonstrate mm-hmm. what's going on and you know, in previous podcast we've spoken about my my worry about working with the horses but they don't remember that no and then I can come in and I can pick it up straight away because I've got rid of that fear so Mm -hmm. I'm now adapting and being agile and flexible in the way that I know I've got to work with them to in order to get back on track and that is what the horses do so well Mm. And, you know, that just links so well into one of our previous podcasts we talked about comfort zones because what you've experienced is your comfort zone has now um, expanded and you now feel more comfortable with the horses because you've done it. And it's the same with becoming more agile and flexible and how we all navigate times right now. The first time that we have to deal with something like going back to the workplace is going to be challenging for us because it is outside of our comfort zone that we've now become used to during lockdown. But the more we go back into the office or the more we go out to the shops or whatever, the more comfortable we'll get. You know, I just think about my own experiences. I've been into a few pubs and restaurants recently as much to support the hospitality sector, which many people will know is an industry I'm really passionate about, having worked in it for a number of years previously, to support it. And the more I go out, the more comfortable I feel going out. That said, there are a few things that we might explore on another podcast around that, around consistency of messaging and experience, but that's for another day. But, but it's like anything, the more often we do it, the more comfortable we, we become with it. So it's exactly the same when in the workplace and with how we're, we're operating right now, that the more we live in this level of uncertainty, the more comfortable we're going to become with it and then able to move through that uh, to the next level. And I think... I know with my horses, if they're going somewhere where they've not been before, they will be outside of their comfort zone and that will be challenging for them. And and at those times, at the times when they really need me to step up and be a leader for them, to let them know that going to this new place 
if I'm out on a ride, for example, and I'm going somewhere new, that that place is safe and that the horse will only go there because he trusts me as the leader, that I'm not going to take him somewhere, that would be dangerous. And it's exactly the same in the workplace. We're looking for the same thing from our leaders in the workplace as we go back to work, that our leaders are creating an environment where we feel what we call psychologically safe there so that we can then do our best work. Because if we don't feel so psychologically safe, we're always going to be in fear and then we're never going to be able to get any work done. We're never going to be productive and effective for our organisations. Indeed, and that's how I've been working with some of my clients on how to re-establish rapport, how mm. to re-establish connections, how to re-establish the whole networking and the connections. And it also, I suppose, comes down to Robert Dilt's logical levels of change. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at the way that it's environment, behaviours, capabilities, beliefs, identif- identity and purpose. And all of what we've been talking about mm. is in that. And that's what we'll be, how we work with our clients, both of us, in building up that model Uh, with uh, purpose at the bottom and then working through because that is relevant today Mm. in this in in where we are now uh, as it was when Robert Diltz came up with that absolutely yeah so we've been talking about a lot of different things here today Andrew so I'm just wondering whether we kind of need to bring this one to a close and maybe for um, maybe what we'll explore on the next podcast is exactly what you've been talking about how do we re-engage connection with our team members and with our colleagues as we go back to the workplace because actually that's a that's a really important topic that I think is really relevant to all of our listeners right now as as people are going back into work how do we re-establish those relationships and I've got a few thoughts about how the herd do that that I'd be happy to share in that as well I look forward to that <laughs> well as always the references we've made to Accenture and Robert Diltz will be in the show notes and thank you Julia for sharing that thank you Thanks for listening to Impactful, the podcast. If you've liked this episode, please leave a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. Recommendations are essential for attracting new listeners. And if you want to learn more, go to www.impactfulthepodcast.com forward slash free stuff. Remember, you're always making an impact. What impact will you make today?